We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty. Uh, no Meringue, he'll be back manana. Will Ortner's here, though. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. Uh, we have an anniversary that we were celebrating today. We'll do that. Coming up at some point during the show, it was uh, it was one of those where were you moments. And one of the, uh, I think everybody has games that they will always remember. And today is an anniversary of one of those. But uh, that has got to be after we discuss what is going on in the world of college football right now because uh, he's at it again. Uh, This just weeks after being named the offensive coordinator at UNLV, Bobby Petrino, uh, yes, that Bobby Petrino, uh, riding high on the hog, quite literally, as the coach of Arkansas with his uh, mistress on the back of his Harley crashing. Okay, was he the one who was paying... Or he just had a mistress. He just had a mistress. It, his his was your good old-fashioned meet someone at work and have an affair. Uh, ah, the Les yeah. Miles experience. Yes. It was not the Hugh Freeze experience. Gotcha. Okay. You're thinking Hugh Freeze will miss. No. That's where I was going. This is Bobby Petrino crashing his Harley. And then the weirdest press conference you will ever see. Neck, With brace, the neck brace, road rash, hat, in a sweatshirt. Um truly one of the most bizarre press conferences he's been on his like image rehab tour ever since that and that was that was shoot that was almost a decade ago probably didn't he go and coach with his brother at uh, idaho Idaho, probably i was gonna say i think i played against bobby petrino oh really i I think there's well i would have played against idaho and there were uh the brother was at over there so i thought maybe um i'm looking no nope nope Dang. Uh, the Arkansas thing happened. It was it was, that was 2011. Wow! Wow! Sixth grade. So he is gone. He was the head coach of Western Kentucky in 2013, Louisville 2014 to 2018, uh, and then most recently, after uh, it fell apart at Louisville, he is uh, the Missouri State head coach. Uh, the last two seasons, and he went to UNLV as the offensive coordinator. And he was getting back into FBS football again. He's done it again. Bobby Petrino, after making a statement that he's back and he's ready to be a rebel, he's been named the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. And this is this is actually huge news because on so many levels, one Bobby Petrino's back to a a FBS program, and there there's something about Bobby Petrino is two things. 
not a good human. A piece of garbage, yes. But a phenomenal X's and O's football coach. And a, a, he is a great play caller. Like a bunch are. Imagine he, that. Imagine that. This is the guy that, not just the Arkansas thing, he left the Atlanta Falcons by leaving players a note in their locker uh, instead of facing the music. Like He just ducked out of the facility. If you haven't heard Joey Harrington's stories about that, it is on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. Joey has told those stories, has told that story before, Bobby Petrino leaving the Atlanta Falcons, and it, it's incredible. But um, he is not well-regarded. Uh, on the human aspect of of coaching, uh, that is player relationships. That is the way he has left jobs uh, in the past, and now he joins Jimbo Fisher. And this is big in another another uh, avenue as well. Is Jimbo Fisher has like a seventy million dollar buyout, and they were ready to can him at A and M. Like he has been buying um, recruiting classes, but at the same time. His play calling and his offense were so archaic, and he was so stubborn. He wasn't giving up any of the reins to his offense that it almost got him canned. So this is Jimbo Fisher saying, all right, I'm out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hand it over to Bobby, and he's going to give the offense over to Bobby Petrino, who is really, again, bad person, good play caller. He can run an offense, and that is a big storyline. But here's another storyline out of it that I just don't think people are going to be able to get over. This is a staff that has Jimbo Fisher as the head coach, and we know how many times Jimbo has stepped in it before. Usually um, when he's grabbing crab legs. Uh, that's Jameis. That's Jameis. That's that was he's his player. <laughs> but you have Jimbo leading a, a staff that has uh, DJ Durkin on it. Who is the oh, University of Ma- former yeah. University of Maryland head coach? That's the defensive coordinator. Nice. And we really got to rehab that image. That's your DC. Your OC is Bobby Petrino. And there, everybody just wants to say, like, "Hey, NIL is the only thing that matters," and it, it does matter. It does matter. But there are also mothers and fathers that sit in these rooms, and when you can get money somewhere else. You also look at the people that are handling your kids, and that is that that still does play a factor, and that does mean something. Um, as much as we want to downplay it and say that it doesn't in the world of of recruiting, it, it does matter. It's not just NIL. It's not just NIL because you can get NIL from another school, and you can get comparable money or more, and you can get a a staff that doesn't have the track record that AM has. It doesn't have the blemishes that they have as, as a as a staff. Those as your head coach and your two coordinators who have come under a hell of a lot of fire. The three most important people in that football program. Yep. And I don't like my cousin, he's a senior right now. He's getting recruited, trying to play. Now small college. Yep. You know, same similar to me. Dude, there's no way in hell you would let him go anywhere near that program. <laughs> And that will be something that is interesting to follow. I mean, it, 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 it truly it will because something's got to give. And if you're not winning football games, you ain't going to win those recruiting battles either. And well, this is going to – I wonder how this is going to go because X's and O's wise, they'll be pretty good. And, and their defense wasn't atrocious. 
with Dirk, with Durkin running it this year, their offense was. Their the defense was, was good. Down. The issue at Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher's time, there has never been his offense, or has never been his defense. It's been his offense. But you, they also proved last year that you can't just buy a great team because he tried to buy a great team, and all those guys are in the transfer portal now. <laughs> Maybe that's because DJ Durkin was out there making them run a bunch. Uh, oof. But that is the latest on the uh, Bob, Bobby Petrino's back. A&M. And that was probably the shortest stint as an offensive coordinator uh, that we've seen since Cliff Kingsbury at USC. Yeah, yeah, because Kingsbury was there for like, what, a week, two? Yeah. I wonder what Cliff Kingsbury, does that save Clay Helton his job? Or is Cliff Kingsbury the head coach at USC right now if Arizona doesn't say, you know what, you got fired in college. Yeah. Come be our head coach. I remember when he got hired as the OC at SC, how everyone was like, why did they make that hire? It doesn't make any sense. And then Arizona said, hold my beer. Well, it made sense for USC. I mean, to... Did it? Bring, yeah, their He offense. had Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes didn't do anything. And Baker. Yeah, well... Put up a lot of empty stats. That's what I remember. That's what USC needed. They needed some play calling. They needed W's. <clears throat> yes, they did. Um, and I think Cliff Kingsbury would be a good offensive coordinator. I just don't know about him as a head coach. I think he would be a good offensive coordinator <sighs> if he wasn't around Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, here's Texas says it's Texas, fellas. Morals and values take a backseat to football. Oh, there, there is not. Texas A&M has lost. They don't have any ground to stand on anymore still, with anything. Well, still not the worst. I don't know. Wise. Still not the worst college in Ooh. that conference. In that state. In that state? Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's what they get to say. We're better than Baylor. At least we're not. But Well, not same conference as Baylor. But anyway. Same state. state. Same state. We're better than Baylor. <laughs> Texas A&M 2023. We're not Baylor. We're, we're not, not Baylor. Baylor. I like it. At least we didn't hire Art Bryles. Yay! See, well, and... I bet you they'll try. Or have. Well, if they wanted a great coordinator, I bet... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked on Art Bryles' door and Jimbo even got the... From A&M, we can't do that, man. Not in the state of Texas. Like we, we can't We can't do Art Bryles, but we can do Bobby Petrino. Just yeah. wait, and we'll hire Rick Petrino here soon. That's been 11 years since Bobby crashed his motorcycle. We can do this. It's we fine this. now. People will have forgotten. Ah, man. And that you know what sucks about Bobby Petrino uh, it, it continually doing this is the fact that I usually root for the small college guys. Like, I root for Jake Dickert because he's a D3 uh, product, you know? I, yeah. I, I pull for him. Bo Baldwin. Uh, Bo Baldwin, great dude, small college guy. Uh, Bobby Petrino, Carroll College, NAIA. I'm pulling for, pulling for him. Dan Lanning, pulling for him. He's an NAIA guy. Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly, New Hampshire is FCS and, you know, but still, but still pulling for, for Chip Kelly. Still little enough. Yeah, Rich Rod. I liked him. He cut his teeth at uh, Valdosta State. I like that. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's a, a D2 deep, power. That's a deep pull. I know about them. That's the state of Georgia. Um, this is going to be fascinating to see uh, what happens at, at Texas A&M, though. Because the staff could lead to fireworks, but on the field, we could see some fireworks as well. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Hey, um, we're not done on college. 
is 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 90 is 90 too many teams it's never too many danny dusty on the fan selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Dusty Hare, Will Ortner with you today. Daniel Levesque, Mignana. You need to get your votes in now. Uh, the polls close in 35 minutes. Stop the count. Um, Will Ortner supporters, are they the Willies or the Willats? 74% say the Willies. It's a big margin for the Willies. It is. It is. It is. But you can uh, have your voice heard at Dusty underscore Hera or at Will Ortner. Um, Will Ortner supporters will be named by the end of this show. Will Ortner, MD. Right. Um, will Will Ortner, MD. And it's not because I'm a medical doctor. That has a different meaning. What? What? Okay. What's what, What's yours? Milk Daddy. Uh, what? Milk Daddy. That's what the MD stands for. What is? Is that like a Jim Harbaugh thing? No, I had a I had a bet. No, I'm not hanging out with Jim. Although we'd get along. Uh, no, I had a bet in college that I could drink a gallon of milk, and my roommate had to call me daddy, and he called me milk daddy. And I did drink it, and I didn't throw up. You did the milk challenge and, and survived? Like, didn't Dominated it. Wow. That's not true. I, I, I fell asleep for a long time. I was constipated for like a month. That'll happen. Yeah. That'll but do it. he had to call me daddy. That's right. And he called me milk daddy, and I've just kept it. Have you ever tried the Tampico challenge? Which one's that? Uh, Tampi- it's the same thing. Uh, it's a gallon of juice that you, I don't, I don't know if you can get it anywhere except for like Winco. Mm. Uh, but it is, uh, a very sugary juice. Uh, and it is, that, that was the thing when the milk, milk wasn't 
uh, available. The Tampico challenge Tampico. happened quite often. I I never participated in either of them. Oh, I I'll I'll do any no. of them. I'm stupid. The one that was really bad was I did salt and milk. That made me throw up. And I'm not a puker, but anything else, I pretty much dominate. Like the cinnamon challenge made that thing my bitch. Wow. Okay. Uh, how about these saltines? The saltines. Yeah, I can't do challenge? it. I uh, that one I don't think is possible. Okay. I think that's like made up. It should be like four saltines. I don't know how people do it. Okay. Um, well, congratulations, Milk Daddy. Thanks. How did we not know this when trying to name your followers? Well, mean, we can't call them the milk babies. <laughs> I mean, I'm already kind of uncomfortable with the willies. The milk willies. The the milk willies. I don't think we can call them that either. All right. Okay. Let's get to uh, the latest news from the NCAA. Uh, apparently, there is a, a transformation committee that the NCAA has formed, and. We've talked about the Transformation Committee before. Uh, it is the NCAA saying, hey, let's form a committee that uh, does our job for us and takes our job out of our hands. And they're doing a good job of it. That, that's fantastic. I love working smarter, not harder. That, that's it's very. Hey, let's eliminate my own job and still get to keep it. And get paid the All same right. amount of money. So here is what the uh, Transformation Committee is recommending. They're recommending that in any given sport that fields a tournament, 25% uh, of participating teams in that sport qualify for the championships. Seems a bit watered down. Should be noted, the college football playoff, it takes care of the college football playoff system not the NCAA. The NCAA does not govern uh, college football. Novel concept here. Um, and maybe they should start going down this road when we start talking about how many is 25% of college basketball's field. That would be a 90-team field for the NCAA tournament. I feel like this is a bunch of like small schools like Monmouth or Bryant yeah. that are like, we want to hang a banner. No, it's not. Actually, I say nay to that. What it is, is it's all the big schools. Like, this is Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim has wanted, I think it's 96 for a while now. Why? It It's basically, you get teams like Florida, Florida Gulf Coast and, you know, University of Massachusetts, Massachusetts Lowell. Lowell. Lowell LOL. LMAO. You get teams that have no chance of ever winning a championship that get in. Uh, you know, Portland State, Eastern Washington, University of Portland, right? If they win that Whoa. conference, they don't have a chance to win the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry. I love Jerome Kersey. Longwood, you ain't winning the NCAA tournament if you get in, Longwood. Chip in a chair, man. You don't okay. know that. Yeah, you're right. I do know that. I you, do know. I, I what, agree. What this, all this is saying is... You know what? Let's go down, and we're going to see how many of the power fives we can get in. And really, that's all it is. It's it's it'll get every. You'll have more opportunities for more units for the for the bigger conferences. This isn't to get anybody else in. It's so. What happens is maybe Syracuse in in one of those years where they're like five hundred, but they win find a way to win like three in a row at the end of the year. Maybe they can get hot, and maybe they can win a game in the tournament. And mm -hmm. you sit there and you get another unit for the conference. 
that's all this is. They have no shot to win. They have no shot to win. Um, my The betting side of me says more, more is always better. More team, more bet, more more play, more game. I, hey, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I love bowl season. Give me all the stupid bowls. Give me the stupid mortgage bowl. Give me the stupid mayo bowl. But I don't know if it works that way when it comes to college basketball. You call it the stupid mayo bowl? <laughs> yeah. I like that. That bowl is stupid. No, Duke's mayo, they found a niche, and it's pouring mayo on grown men. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I refuse. <clears throat> Continue your thought. I'm just saying it's different when it's a bowl game. It's standalone. It's something. It's something that you don't wipe your grin off your face. It's something that you don't have to worry about. But when it comes to the tournament, it just doesn't make sense. Sure, it's already over a month and a half long. What are we doing here? And again, it's like you said, it's a bunch of teams that we know can't win. Like sick, we get to see another Fordham team beat Duke. <laughs> like sick lehigh wins again against georgetown yeah. but guess what they always fall out they always uh, lose and then it's the same blue bloods every year the only fun part is watching rop squirm when kansas plays it, that is actually really fun it's, it's also sad though it's all uh, it's it, not sad it, that's true fandom i i know but it's really like in the moment <clears throat> so i was there's the famous rop drop where he yells uh, an f bomb as primetime is ending, and Michigan hit a three pointer to knock Kansas out of the NCAA tournament. And at that moment, the last fifteen minutes of the show, Rob couldn't talk. It was just Suk and I talking at that point because he he couldn't he couldn't engage in the conversation. He was so into the game, which I love it. And you're right, that is fandom. Mm-hmm. But that moment at the end where he slapped the little pedestal thing that we had to, like, keep our little pieces of paper on. Yeah. And he dropped an F-bomb, and I looked at Suki, and I said, did that go out over the air? Because I'm pretty sure I just turned off his mic (laughs) for the last segment. And it was, like, as Red Ships of Spain was playing. Like, it was the end of the show. When that it was, it was it's very one of similar. my favorite clips. It was very similar to when Ohio State missed the field goal as the, the ball, ball was dropping. Yes. Right? It was as the show was ending. Rob drops his his f bomb, but at that point we, like I was like I, this is no longer entertaining for me. I am sad for him. No, dude, I wish I had that. Oh man, the closest I get is with my bets. But anyways, I just ninety seems too much. Ninety is. Are too you much. gonna have ninety in baseball? Because baseball, what a lot of people don't realize is they think about March Madness tournament. Yeah, and. That's the only tournament, and that's not the case. Well, and this is so. Here's the catch here, in and then you can do it in D two too. What they're saying is, and this is actually a good thing here, is that as you have t- universities like actually st- sticking with Title Nine compliance and adding and dropping sports, you have team sports where some schools are adding programs because they have fewer athletes and it's easier to maintain. Uh, in some sports are dropping programs for the same reason. You're getting the addition and subtraction of, of athletic programs, but the field doesn't ever change. So, like, if you have – you don't have 328 or whatever it is, Division One baseball programs, so the field doesn't need to be 90. It's 25% of whatever the amount of teams that are playing, and there's always going to be a little bit of fluctuation in that. But if the sport is growing – 
they're saying you should also have the field of teams grow as well. And if the sport is shrinking, you know, you should probably have the field of teams shrink as as well. And so that's the that's the purpose behind it. And that I agree with. I just think that if if we're actually going to do something and this isn't one of the recommendations, maybe it's time we start thinking about like do we need two fields cuz the NIT, the CBI, all of those CITs annoying tournaments. They're all going away at that point because what are we playing for at you know if you have 90 well, What are we teams playing for at right now? Uh 69th place. Sick. Nice. Nice. Um but that is where you're at with with college hoops. Maybe you do start thinking about that break off and having like we have in football where we have the FBS and the F- FCS. Um because in all reality like Portland State will never win a basketball championship. Not right now. No, not no, unless not not unless something dramatically changes. Because you you get lucky and you get a mark few. That's the only chance. But but that is even so far. That was the ball was rolling on that ahead of time. And think of how far the ball has rolled down the road since then. And still of like won a title. the money difference, the yes. money gap between. Gonzaga and the Blue Blood programs isn't as far now because they're 30 years into this thing where back when that thing started, yes, was there a gap in revenues? Yeah, there was a gap, but it wasn't literally hundreds of millions of dollars. True. Hundreds of millions of dollars is the difference here in the gaps that you see between the power conferences and these non-power conferences. Um, 503 I was winter steelhead fishing in the Clackamas River listening to the Rob Meltdown. Caught a fish a little bit later. <laughs> what a great end to that story. <laughs> hey, a little melt- that meltdown led to that guy catching a fish. We'll just go ahead and say, fish out. Scared the fish right to your reel. There you go. Easy. <laughs> just need more Rob freakouts. Uh, all right. Uh, also, one, one thing that's pretty cool here is one of the re- recommendations is that a school is required to offer athletes who are on full scholarship the ability to return to school within 10 years of uh, leaving to complete their degree. And still stay on the scholarship? Yep. That is cool, especially at those D1 schools because guys do leave for that situation. Yep. Yep, 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 true. All right, we're celebrating an anniversary today. Actually, a couple of anniversaries. One, awesome. The other, not so great. Both my first, like, early football memories for me. Uh, Oh, yeah, like All these right. are like one, two of we're what going, I remember. We're going with Will Ortner's first time after a Sports Center update on the fan. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. You know, today's the anniversary of one of those games that um, I, I think everybody remembers where they were if you caught this game and watched it. Uh, on this date in 2006, we had one of the most fantastic finishes to a national championship you could ever ask for. It was star power. It was the Rose Bowl. And it was this man's last time ever calling a college football game. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores. Texas 
has defeated Southern California. Oh, my gosh. Keith Jackson on the call. 41-38 was the final score. The 2006 Rose Bowl, the BCS National Championship game, number one versus number two. It was I will always remember where I was watching that game. And I was with uh, a few of my teammates that included my brother. We were at my, my uh, our starting free safety Feely's house and we were watching this game and we could not believe what was unfolding in front of our eyes down at the Rose Bowl. I didn't understand kind of at the time what, the impact of like that being Keith Jackson's last game would be. We just thought that we were watching a great football game. It was an all-time classic. It was an instant classic that was uh, played at the Rose Bowl. And I think we've, in that moment, we saw it was legendary, man. Everything about that game was legendary. It's one of my first memories. Like, I remember <sighs> those USC teams. My mom is a big USC fan and my, my grandpa. And so those USC dynasty teams... Uh, those are like that's what got me into football. I think I had a Reggie Bush jersey at one point. I mean, just think of there were yeah, there was star power. You had Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, Lendale White, Vince Young, Michael Huff. Like there was so much talent in that game, in the back and forth nature of it. The fact that you had Reggie Bush, one of the greatest players in college football history, have one of the most boneheaded plays in college football history. That lateral that he tried, that later the Pac-10 officials came out and said, oh, hand up, our bad. Thought that should have been a forward lateral. Uh, and we should have just been a penalty against USC. And think of like the butterfly effect that that moment had on the game because after that, Vince Young and the Longhorns go and they march the ball back down the field. It was only it was the second quarter, though, and in the second half, USC absolutely dominated that game. I mean, they dominated until the final, like, what, minute and a half, two minutes of the game where, well, I guess it would be f- like the last four minutes because um, – they got the ball and went down and scored. Vince Young goes down a like a 70-yard drive to make it a one-possession game. And then you heard right there, Keith Jackson, fourth down and five. The national championship is on the line. And Vince Young runs it in for an eight-yard touchdown. And everybody was shocked. And that, that was, and we thought it was one of the best teams in college football history, that USC team. And it stands up. But that day, we saw how much talent was on that Texas roster and how dang good they were, too. Oh, that was such a good game. And it, it, that one blew my mind because, like, to me, USC was always the big bad wolf. And when you're a kid, you don't totally understand. Like, I'd never even heard of Texas or Vince Young or anything like that. Wow. I didn't know why Matthew McConaughey was on the pre-intro and Will Ferrell was the USC intro. It was just, this is USC, and this was their time to – be anointed they had gotten through notre dame with the bush push Mm -hmm. it was finally their turn and that's the part that's funny is like i say it's one of my first memories but it it legitimately is like i clearly remember sitting in our greenhouse watching that game and my mom greenhouse in a greenhouse well i have a blue house now there was a greenhouse oh i thought you were talking a literal greenhouse no 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 the house was colored green okay that's how we identify where we lived we don't use time frames or like cities okay. in the Ortner family. We say, oh, the blue one, the green one, or the new blue one. The okay. original brown that's now blue? Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, anyways, so I, I, that is a memory that stands out to me. I think my brother cried when that game ended. 
He oh, was, really? He was such a big Reggie Bush fan. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say he was such a big... I did not anticipate big coming uh, as the finished of that word. Uh, but he was a big Reggie Bush fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Reggie Bush that. was the coolest. Like, for kids my age, Reggie Bush is the man. Think of the guys that were in that game here. <clears throat> I mentioned a few of them. You got Vince Young, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert. You had, in that game, Brian Arakpo, yeah. Lendale White, uh, Ahmad Hall, Jordan Shipley... Quan Cosby, Terrell Brown, Jamal Charles, Roy Miller, Dwayne Jarrett. Uh, yeah, Jarrett. <laughs> is Smith in there too? Is Steve Smith in there? Lyle Sendlin, uh, Tim Crowder, uh, Limus Swede. You remember Limus Swede, the other Texas receiver? Mm. He was not a bad second option. David Thomas was a tight end. Aaron Ross at uh, corner. Pete Carroll obviously was coaching. Uh, you had the, the linemen in that game. Look, I'll just put it to you this way. I haven't gone through everybody that played. Colt McCoy was on that team. You'd have been the backup, yeah. You There is an article that says the 50 best NFL careers out of the Texas-USC National Championship game. Right? Yeah. There, 50. 50 of them. Oh, yeah. Well, because Mark Sanchez would have been a backup, I believe. He would have been young because Booty came after Liner, but... Yeah, well, I, I think they're adding in here. Would McKnight um, be in there no, as well? No, they're adding a bunch of coaches as well because you have uh, Pete Carroll, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Ken Norton Jr. Um, uh, but, The silly guy who used to coach at LSU. He was uh, at Orgeron? Yeah, Orgeron yeah. would have been a coach. So, the, I mean, the linemen, though, when you think about it, if you want to think about what has changed in the, in the Pac-12 in like kind of the biggest difference with – in all honesty, Oregon kind of turning it around Mm -hmm. is line play. Go and look at the names of linemen that were in that game. There were dudes. There, uh, there is not like, there is not an offensive lineman on either of that team that didn't go and play in the NFL. Like all of them played in the NFL. And that's what USC used to do so dang well. They Mm -hmm. were so good at the point of attack on both sides of the football in that. Like, if you want to think about like, where the rubber's going to meet the road with is USC ever going to get back? It's going to be on the lines because top end this year, they were good. They had, they did not have depth. That was like, you were seven, eight deep on both sides in that game, Texas and in USC on the offensive lines. They had dudes in that game that were playing rotational snaps that ended up being, that were just babies in that game, freshmen, sophomores that were all Americans and played in the NFL. That game was, in the moment, it was one of the best games we've ever seen. The staying power of that 2006 National Championship game, it's incredible how long it's lasted as one of the all-timers that we've ever seen. And that happened on this day, 2006. One of the best games ever. And then the other game that happened is uh, poor Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, He said on this day, was it 19 years ago? 19 years ago. We want the ball, and we're going to score, baby. Oh. And it broke young Will Ortner's heart. I oh, had my they full. Did not, they did not score, and they did not win. Well, actually, technically, he did throw the score. Double whammy. I'm just saying, he did throw the game-winning to interception. The wrong team. Yes, but uh, young Will Ortner, dressed in his Matt Hasselback jersey okay. and pants, you know, the ones where you used to go buy them at, the, like, Walmart or Safeway, the, and you iron them on? The Hutch uniforms, yeah. Oh, yeah, had my helmet on. Balled my eyes out. Well, balled my eyes out. You and Matt Hasselbeck had that in common. 
And now we're both bald. Now Look at what bald. he did to me. Now you're both bald. Okay, 503-250-1080 is the fan text. I'm going to put a bow on this show and get you set uh, for what will Ortner's supporters are called moving forward and uh, the rest of the day on the fan. Danny. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, uh, we are getting ready. There is still five minutes left on the vote. Will Ortner's supporters, are they the Willettes or the Willies? Go to at Dusty underscore hair and vote, please. Uh, polls close at the end of the show here. We've got uh, five minutes remaining until the polls close, so get your votes in. Make your voice heard. Are there any mail-in ballots? Uh, no, no. No, we don't have to deal with that? No. I don't, I'm not going to have to count them? No, we're not going to work with that. No, we don't mm. We don't want that. Uh, the text-in votes, not even gonna, I'm not even going to allow text-in votes because we've. It, this is even more lopsided than, than it seems because we've had several text-in votes as, that have said the willies. Oh, are it's the milk the babies willies. starting to win? Um, well, I no. The milk no. babies cannot be it. It just makes everyone uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah. It's funny, though. It is funny. It is funny, but I think that will also limit your pool of supporters, the milk babies. They don't want to jump into the milk and swim around with me? No. Oh, God. Uh, this text says, how about the milk daddy's little willies? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe that Ooh, is. Maybe that's what it is. But um, we have that up and running. Also, I tweeted out links to um, Brooke Hearts Your Heart and the American Red Cross. Uh, I was talking with Brooke Olsendan yesterday about, you know, what we can do and what can may come of what is a, a tragic situation uh, with Tamar uh, Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills and what's going on. And the, and the updates are that, look, this is it's actually great news uh, in coming out of, of his camp. And what they're saying is that, you know, his need for oxygen is not as high as it was before. It's at 100%. Now it's at 50%. Uh, his agent is saying that the test results that they were got overnight were exactly what the doctors were looking for. Um, we're not quite sure what those tests were, and he wouldn't elaborate, but it's all good news and everything is trending in the right direction. But I was talking with Brooke on what we can do to to make a positive ch- impact and in a, in a change out of it. And um, if you don't know, it, it go to I tweeted out the link at Dusty underscore hair. It's on the fan uh, socials as well. Tweet out the link to Brooke Hart Your Heart, and at the bottom of that page, uh, it has Brooke telling her story, um, and it is a uh, it's a powerful story. She lost her husband uh, due to a, a cardiac event, um, and it has taken her a lot of courage to come out and try to make a change for other people. Um, so I, I tweeted out the link to Brooke Hart Your Heart, and we also have up there um a link to the american red cross where you can get um certified in aed cpr and first aid and where you can do it here locally um and that can be like a big change that hopefully something good does come out of a tragic situation where we get awareness uh, uh and more people do get certified because it was the medical professionals acting so quickly and swiftly um, and having a plan in place and protocols in place and knowing what to do that saved uh, his life. And, you know, if, if the more of us that are trained, it may not be an event like that, but cardiac events happen all the time, whether it's a heart know. attack, cardiac arrest, and uh, just having that knowledge, it, it's a powerful tool.
and it could save someone's life. I think a lot more people are going to too because it's yeah. in it's after things like this yep. that kind of brings to attention to a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm also AED certified in CPR because I had to coach middle school volleyball. Um, but I definitely would like a refresher course on it. And I'd actually like to, you know, work with one of the dummies for the CPR training and actually get taught by, uh, an in-person instructor. Mm -hmm. So, and and I know I'm not the only one. So I I think a lot of good can come out of this. Yeah. And I hope it does. I hope it does. So, uh, that is, uh, the updates that we got there. You can go. We'll click on those links and we'll we'll get them 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 things rolling. Will Ortner, thank you so much for uh, filling in the last couple of days. It's been great to have you. Thank you for letting me come around and hang out, and I've had a I've had a great time. Uh, Danny will be back tomorrow. Uh, I and you're not going to be here tomorrow, are you? No, Schultz's in the next two days. Mm-mm. We got we got to do a little trade off. He gets two days. I got two days. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So do you have to work like uh, any other shifts here? Or? Uh, pilots, on got to play, bud. Well, on Saturday, I'll be filling in for Luke on Center in the Saint. What? Yeah, so I'll be getting up early in the morning if you want to listen to that. And then, yeah, the pilots do have to play. Look at so. you. Look at you. All right, uh, the band is back together. It's prime time. I've seen Isaac. I've Ooh. seen Souk. I've seen Buck. We got them all there. We got, it. We, we got them all there. The vote is in, and the vote is over. Stop the count. It is... Will Ortner and the Willies. And the Willies. Now you can be the Lil Willies, the Big Willies, the Slim Willies. Perfectly average Willies. The adequate Willies. Whatever Willies it is. Whatever kind of Willie you want to be. 73% of the vote coming in for the Willies. All right. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow uh, with Danny in studio. Up next, you got Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Have a great Wednesday. See you Thursday right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.